Shoot Your Shot Sports presents If It Has a Score, a podcast about movies, TV, sports, and more. Now, here are your hosts, Devin Lang and Wes Skim. Hello and welcome to If It Has a Score. This is Devin and Wes. Happy November 30th. Uh, Kicking off the new theme this week, our uh, Winter Wonderland theme. Yeah, so brand new, brand new month, basically. Pretty much, although we are counting this as a bonus episode for you folks. Again, we are doing something a little different. We are doing fantasy fight night and we are doing one of those is not like the other so we will get to those here shortly after the news and give a summary of what they are again in case you forgot right right so yeah i guess we're getting right into news then do you want to go first or me you got it i got it switch it up yeah all right bonus episode that's right bonus episode (laughs) um i have some news today so this week this past week the Knives Out sequel, Glass Onion, was released in selected theaters. Uh, Knives Out was purchased by Netflix, the rights to the film. Mm-hmm. And so the sequel is actually produced by Netflix um, and was exclusive to their platform. However, they decided to do a limited release at some theaters just so some people could go out and see the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so despite it having a limited release and like all other release being on Netflix past this point, uh, it still ended up as number three in the box office for the week. So okay. they did a really good job. So yeah, it's like a, it's amazing that that many people went out to see it with like only like a week of time, and it's still mm-hmm. like topped uh, top three of the box office. When in theaters right now is still uh, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I believe Black Adam still has some showings. You have uh, Disney's new movie, Strange World, just came out. So mm-hmm. it had some competition, but it still was able to make its way up there. And I assume all of those movies are in most locations, whereas yeah, all those other this... movies are in like just about every theater. Yeah, whereas this one is in limited ones, like you said. Yeah, this one's only in like certain theaters throughout the country. So it's safe to assume that it would have been number one if it would have been... Oh, it definitely would have been. You know, all theater-wide. Well, I was reading a lot of stuff online of people who ranted and raved about the first one. They were like, this is the best movie I've ever seen. Knives Out is great. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, Glass Onion is even better than that. Really? So I'm very excited. I'm seeing it later today. Um, Theater? Yeah, in the theater. Nice. I'm very excited to see it. It's going to be very good, I think. Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, it may be based on resources, but if they could roll it out to all theaters, you think that they would. Right. Because then that's not fair to everybody. Some people want to experience it in the theater. Some people miss that. Yeah, the main issue is that Netflix owns it. And since Netflix does the streaming instead of like studio releases, they don't do a lot of like theater releases. They don't do a lot of their movies in theaters. Hmm. Maybe they should. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe this is a sign that they should. Just stream it from Netflix through the projector onto the screen so you can yeah. still get in a stream. Just sell sell the theaters a Netflix subscription. There you go. A specialized one for streaming films. Yeah, charge each theater a you know, monthly fee. Yeah, honestly, that might the not ad be a bad idea. The ad-free one, of course. So some people, like, so during COVID, a lot of people wanted to uh, rent out theaters. 
like theaters allowed you to rent out the whole place and oh, um, yeah. like during quarantine. Well, not during quarantine, but later on, they they would let you rent a theater so that you're like separated and you can go see whatever you wanted. And they had like a selection of movies you could choose from for what you could watch at their theater. Yeah. This would allow people, like, because people do have a desire to go see certain things on a movie screen. So, yeah. I think that could be a good idea. I think I remember seeing that before. Um, yeah, probably a year ago or longer, whenever it was. But it was like during the daytime because movie theaters weren't open. And maybe they were open at night or something, select hours. Yeah. Um, now they're open regular hours during the day. But before, I think in the daytime slot like uh, during the week you were able to rent it out right right so hmm. yeah so it's pretty i don't know maybe we just came up with an idea for netflix i so think netflix so. make sure you credit us if that happens <laughs> uh yeah and we'll take our checks by mail this is our intellectual property this is on a recording so yeah you can't do it now until we get paid <laughs> nope. yeah you can't move forward through the process um, All right. Another bit of news. Quentin Tarantino uh, was in the news for kind of bashing Marvel and the way that, like, they're doing films and the way, like, superhero movies have affected the film industry. Hmm. Um, he's, his, his main take is that the stars of the film, the actors playing the characters, aren't really the stars of the film. At that point, it's the characters that are star of the film. So hmm. instead of Chris Evans being the star... Yeah. It's Captain America is the star of the film. Uh, I don't know if he's trying to say that this discredits actors or kind of changes up the, the movie scene, but I know he himself, he says that he's not very excited about superhero movies. He doesn't really like them. He said, if I was younger, yeah, if I was maybe like 20, I'd probably go like to see them. But yeah. at this point, not really. That's not really my thing. And this is nothing new uh, with people in the film industry who aren't in the superhero uh, group yeah. bashing that group that there's been a long standing debate on like whether <laughs> superhero movie actors are are true actors or professionals oh, and blah blah on. blah people kind of look down on them which is weird to me because they make so much more money <laughs> right and that's why people are saying all these things you know that right, right? <laughs> they're like oh it's just a formulaic approach you just do the same movie with a different character Blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, but they, they get paid for it. So. Yeah. I, I don't think that's entirely true. I mean, you can't just have you or me being one of the next superhero <laughs> uh, right, I main think actors, main characters. The star power definitely brings it in. Absolutely. And then not to mention the talent, obviously, shines through. I mean, they may be some sort of masked superhero or something, but underneath all of that is still... The actor. Right, the actor's the one who brings that character alive. Like, a lot of actors interview or or audition for those roles, and only one gets it right. for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't just pick, like, ah, you, why not? It's not anything random or generated like that. It's, yeah, so, haters. <laughs> um, but, again, like you said, because of the pay scale and just the popularity of it too um because i could see someone like him working hard on something and it not doing as well as a superhero movie kind of being envious yeah um, oh yeah 
but Quentin Tarantino's movies are pretty popular. Yes. Another uh, big outspoken person against Marvel films is uh, Martin Scorsese, uh, which is another like classical, well, not classical, but another big film, like true film director, actor, person, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's just, it's not going to stop. Obviously, like, superhero movies are going to keep getting made and people are going to keep complaining about it <laughs> or keep enjoying it. You know, there's there's two routes you could take. You can either sit back and just let it happen or <laughs> sit there and whine about it. <laughs> there's people that complain about everything. I mean, there'll be people that probably complain about Quentin Tarantino's movie. Like, why isn't there some sort of mass superhero in this movie? That's <laughs> why so is boring. Captain America not here? <laughs> Where's Spider Man? Why is he not swinging around? So, <laughs> yeah, true, true. I mean, I, also another point there though is that Quentin Tarantino uses a lot of star power in his movies. He does, and he does use a lot of like the same stars between movies. But yeah, it's like someone with a big name. So I guess maybe that's what he's getting at. But I, I think it's a good thing that. A lot of Marvel movies bring new talent to the to the limelight. Like Tom Holland was new talent when he was Spider Man, and now he's one of the biggest faces in, yes. in movies right now. Yeah. Um, you also have um, I'm sorry, her name escapes me right now, but the the girl playing Miss Marvel, mm-hmm. she's new talent. You know, there's all sorts of new. It, it's just nice that that they're able to cast brand new actors in like a pretty big role. For them. Right, definitely. Um, so I don't know. I think it. I think it does good for the industry, if you ask me. But it definitely changes to the trajectory of a lot of people's careers, like you were just saying. And then, then I think that, like you said, him having a lot of the same actors over the last few movies. It seems like now you're kind of wondering. At least I am. Are people going because it's a Tarantino movie, or are they going because it's Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio? Right, right. Um, I guess like any of those three, or a fan of all three, or two of the three, or I think it's whatever it may be. For sure, yeah. But um, like, yeah, like you wrong, said, that's do, not that's not like new talent. Yeah. Um, so, but I, yeah, I do like. Yeah, some I, of the I ones do that like, I've seen. like. They're all the ones I've seen. I have yeah, seen most of his movies, and I like. I like the actors in it. Like, don't get me wrong, it works. But I also like seeing new people and new talent instead of just like, here's a poster with a bunch of big names. That's why you should go see it. Pretty much. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's kind of like, it's obviously a new movie and new adaptations and styles and a lot of different things. But, like you said, people have been working so hard for so long so to get some sort of breakthrough role that's really important for them and oh, then yeah. we get to see them in something and then later more and more things yeah, because this helped be. them get it, it helped open doors for them and then maybe eventually they end up in a Quentin Tarantino movie maybe. <laughs> but maybe now if they've been in any sort of Marvel or superhero movie now he's not going to cast them just out of spite that could maybe. be that could be but the director's not usually the one who chooses the... Well, they, they have a say in the casting process, but there's also a casting director that they leave it to. So, like, okay. the director might be there, but he's got other people to help him make the decision. Okay. I thought I remember hearing a story that he really wanted uh, John Travolta for Pulp Fiction, but maybe it was somebody else. Yeah, no, there are uh, some... Di- in like, the process. The director obviously has, like, creative control, mm-hmm. I believe. So, like, 
if there is an actor that they really want, he can he can push for it. Mm-hmm. But there's also other people in the room that are like, eh, you know, maybe this person will work. And they kind of, like, talk through those things. Yeah. I remember so, that being one because he really wasn't doing major movies or yeah. any roles like that for a long time there. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, last bit of news. Um, mm-hmm. The Avatar sequel, The Way of Water. James Cameron's new film coming out, uh, the one that's coming out like years and years after the first one. Right. Uh, <laughs> in order for this movie to make money, mm-hmm. it oh, will yeah. have to become the third highest grossing film of all time. That's crazy. Which means it would have to overtake, um, I believe at this point it's Avengers, um, Avengers 3, I think wow. is the one that's there. So, uh, Infinity War. Because I want to say it's Avatar, Avengers, Endgame, Infinity War, or maybe it's Titanic. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's a very expensive movie. Right. Which is worrying because James Cameron has, like, I believe he has a deal with the studio to make, like, five more sequels or five more movies. Mm hmm. Um, and each one of them is supposed to be about this expensive. Uh, the budget <laughs> is 250 to $300 million. Jeez. Um, so, yeah, in order for them to make any money, <laughs> they have to become the top-grossing films of all time. Now, how did the first one do? I mean, the first one's the top-grossing film of all time. Okay. The okay. only reason yeah. why it's there, though, is because they keep doing re-releases in yeah, certain theaters. Yeah, I know that that... I, so, I guess my question was, like, how did it do at the time? Because now those numbers Honestly, are kind of skewed. Like when it came out, it did really well, like surprisingly mm-hmm. well, because it. it it wasn't part of a franchise. It was just a a movie. Yeah, and because of the effects and stuff, a lot of people went out to see it, and it it was again it it topped the highest grossing films list for a long time. Got it. Until Avengers came out, and until like there was that that push for it to be the next one, and then it it overtook it for a short period of time yeah. and then they did another release in in china or something and then it went i think back i remember up. hearing yeah. about that yeah <laughs> that was almost maybe like six months ago or a year ago or something yeah but you know i i think it's possible i think it's definitely think something it's, that's gonna happen i hear like it is but like between five no four i think it's four more movies that's like a billion dollars the studio is gonna have to put into this this film series and if like this second movie does not do well they're just gonna can it yeah i think it will do well i mean again this is recency bias because you said they've done some releases and you know people are going out to see it in multiple countries uh, but if you hear certain people talk about it i mean people love it people are like i would live there <laughs> yeah. people are like that world is just so out of this world uh and it's just it is so cool, cool yeah. to them and that when that movie came out the effects were so new yeah like that level of cgi was and motion capture and all that like it was amazing the effect right. so i mean it, it could only be better right <laughs> the second one yeah i don't know if it's gonna top out at any point or you know we've seen all the advances that we could see um I don't know if we'll ever reach that peak or reach that point. I feel right. like things are always going to progressively get better. But, yeah, it's they've set a standard for themselves for sure. Yeah. Um, 
But then that's good at the same time. People that were fans of the first one are going to go to see the second one. And if they're able to keep making more, I mean, people are just going to go and see all of them. Think of all the other major franchises. People go and see all those, and they have major fandom. People right. buy clothes and other kind of memorabilia. I mean, yeah, the the merchandise sales do do a lot for them. That's for sure. Because mm-hmm. a movie ticket's like maybe fifteen dollars tops. Yeah, but like a t shirt, twenty five bucks. It probably only costs them like a couple dollars to make that. You know, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hats and other kind of figures. Lots of things that they can make. Yeah, so it'll it'll probably end up making, but like grossest film, when it talks about that, it means like uh, film grossing only takes in box office sales. Not even streaming? Or maybe like renting? Um, Actually, yeah, I think it might take that into account too. Got it. Yeah. Got it. It might, yeah. All right, and that's it for me for movie news. Cool. So I guess we're moving to sports news. Yeah, what we you got. I got some stuff about viewership and streaming and stuff. So good transition okay, okay. here. Yeah. Um, so the NFL had three games played on Thanksgiving this year: the Bills three. versus the Lions, the Giants versus the Cowboys, and the Patriots versus the Vikings. Between these three games, the average viewership between TV and digital was 33.5 million. Sorry, <laughs> um, this set their new record as their previous high was 32.9 million in 1993, and that was only across oh, two wow. games. Right, um, this is up six percent from 2021, which was 31.6 million. Is it normal for them to have three games, or is two the average? Um, it was two for a, a long time, and then now there's three games, and now there's games on Christmas. They just are impeding on holidays <laughs> more. I wouldn't be surprised if it's four games, four in, the, games. in the future. <laughs> um, That's a lot, yeah. I mean, it's nice to have entertainment for families, but like, what about those players seeing their family on those holidays? Yeah, this... Um, I actually didn't write this down, but they... Obviously had um, the great head coach and the great uh, commentator and announcer, John Madden, um, doing games and Thanksgiving games specifically for a long time. Um, They had this tradition with the turducken. Right. um, But they also have this tradition with players like eating turkey legs after they win and stuff. Um, I should note that this was the first game uh, without John Madden, uh, him passing away earlier um, this year. Um, or maybe it was, did they do yeah, yeah. yeah, it, was, it yeah. was earlier this year. Yeah. Did they do something to like honor him? Did they do the turkey legs and stuff still? Oh yeah. Uh, it was, I didn't get to watch much of it, but what I did see was they were commemorating him in the one game. So I assume they did that for all the games. I was seeing stuff the day before. Um, so that's going to be something that's talked about pretty much every single year. Yeah. Um, around this time, um, but, yeah, it's sort of like a different family tradition because you're spending it with your team and not your family. Yeah. It is, I mean, especially for those that have to travel, um, that's very difficult um, being in season and having to do this game. I think another thing is that they play on Sunday, um, like we were just talking about the Bills last week, playing in the same stadium twice. So they played Sunday and they played again Thursday. And there was a lot of teams that played Sunday and Thursday. That's a very short week. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it's like a new age thing that like, while the holiday is on a certain day, Mm -hmm. a lot of people end up celebrating on a day that's not that day. It's true. You know, like I had maybe three Friendsgivings and all of them were on different days, of course. I went to a Thanksgiving with my family on Thanksgiving, but then I also had a celebration yesterday on Saturday. So it's like... As long as you're with family, any day can be a celebration for that. So, like, Christmas parties, too, or or Hanukkah get-togethers, gatherings, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you can still light your own candle on those nights, but when you're you're getting together with your family, like, I, I feel like you can reschedule things like that. Plus, like, if I was making multiple millions <laughs> of dollars, I would work on the, the holidays, too. That's another thing about it, yeah. Uh, but the day after... That Friday is just as good. That Saturday, um, you have that following Sunday off, which is good. You don't have to play Sunday, then Thursday, then that following Sunday or Monday. So, yeah, it's just a different approach to your holiday with your family and your friends and other loved ones. Yeah, they can. I'm sure they they figured something out. Yes, absolutely. Um, Next, we um, this was on Friday. So the U.S. versus England World Cup match that took place this past Friday averaged 19.97 million viewers across Fox, Telemundo, and Peacock. Didn't that end in a tie? Yes, yeah. This match ended in a 0-0 draw in full time. So the U.S. now has a record of 0-2-0 with two draws, which is good for two points. And England now has a record of 1-1-0 which is one win and one draw, and this is good for four points. So, yeah, I played the whole game and it ended understand. in a draw. <laughs> what do they do if there's a tie? Don't they go into overtime or something? There are extra minutes, um, but they did play the full regulation and then um, overtime as well. So in the full time allotted for their game, neither of them scored. Uh, they got lots of shots. Uh on goal and then some that were like very accurate i heard that it was actually um based on the score you wouldn't maybe think um but it was like very close game could have went either way um i mean it's obviously probably biased from people i follow but like seeing that u.s very well had a chance to win uh one to zero potentially Mm. um but yeah i heard that overall it was a great game Uh, so based on like tweets i was seeing and other live reactions you would think that it was maybe like one to one or two to two or something. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it was an exciting game at yes. least. Yes. Despite the the tie. Yep. And then what does that do for the long run? Is there like a, a rematch or is it just like, yep, we tied that game and they have their on. point systems, so they're kind of divided uh, with other countries and then how you do uh, in where you're divided. Um, however, you're doing with your points there. Uh, determines whether you're going to advance playing some sort of uh, consolation games Uh, like there's teams that have lost and like already uh, gotten out and stuff so if you're getting draws and if you're getting wins you're kind of still in it and you're like increasing your chances of advancing gotcha gotcha so yeah it's it's a point system yeah so it's just a little more complicated than having a winner (laughs) each time but you know that's fine. <laughs> if it was a good game, it's a good game, right? Yeah, yeah. They they got their system. They've been doing this. Um, yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. People love it. I mean, 
one other team or two teams, I guess, that I would like to note that people are following based on players or based on uh, them doing well in the past. Uh, the margin. Oh wow! The Argentina versus Mexico match that took place this past Saturday ended in a two to zero win for Argentina in full time. Lionel Messi and Argentina are now 1-0-1 with one win and one loss, which is good for three points. And Mexico falls to 0-1-1 with one loss and one draw, good for only one point. Uh, so I believe that other draw was with the U.S., if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but if I am mistaken, people are still surprised um, about them not winning, about them just having the lost in the draw so far yeah. as we are recording this uh on sunday so yeah I, I guess we'll see where they go but u.s is still in it though yep okay cool then that's all that matters mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah the most important team obviously the only team <laughs> playing real football <laughs> oh yeah um but yeah that's sports news i know that it's um mostly world cup stuff right now but we got NFL and NBA, NHL going on here. Um, but in terms of the world viewing something, um, yeah, it's going to be World Cup right now. That's what cool, is cool. the main focus. World Cup time. Oh, yeah. And speaking of cups, <laughs> um, Get well, yours I guess on. there's not really a cup. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you wish you were wearing one. Um, but they don't do the, the low shots. Yeah, they don't yeah. do... I don't know if there's like a cup. I don't know. You win a belt, right? For this, for UFC. Oh, you meant that kind of cup. Yeah, I meant like like a trophy <laughs> it's a cup. Belt. But yeah, you know, championship belts. You yes. can take it that route too if you want to. But we're moving on to our UFC card okay. for a um, fantasy fight night. Um, so, again, we wanted to move on to our new theme, Winter Wonderland, for December. Uh, so, for this, we will be casting, not casting, but we will be I guess it's not drafting either, but you're going to see holiday movie or winter movie characters fighting other winter movie characters. And each of us has prepared our opponents for each match, doing a woman's straw weight, women's um, featherweight, lightweight, middleweight, and heavyweight for men's. Uh, And each of us have a um, fighter for each of those rounds. Yep. And we're going to bring them forward and see if we can analyze who might win that actual fight. Um, so, yeah, some of these characters might be a little more wacky. Other ones might be actual people. Yeah. Um, other ones might be animated. Yeah. So I guess <laughs> we're just going to have to go right in and see, see what we've got. Yeah, a uh, little different than the fantasy sports where we're just drafting offensive players at least we have thus far um we're assuming they're going against the defense but not necessarily against the opponent uh or i guess you're the opponent not necessarily against each other um on offense and defense so these two are going head to head and that's why we're going to analyze this live so consider us the coaches for the fighters we're presenting on our card but then also (laughs) present or uh think of us as the analysts and the commentators on this so we wear multiple hats yeah but that's just it going helps without us get saying paid double oh yeah it just goes without saying for the structure of this show folks. <laughs> so all right so i guess we're starting with women's straw weight yep which is the the lightest weight right yep mm-hmm. okay 
So yeah, I, we I don't got to get up. like too technical here, and ter- we're not gonna say like what the poundage is. Oh really? Uh, we're not. We don't have to. We're just gonna. <laughs> when I was looking for my characters, I looked it up, and I was like, how how much does this character weigh? I'm... How much is strong weight? Just to make sure that they would fit in that. Oh, you did. The other ones, I kind of like guessed where my, they would be. My heavyweight for the men, I'm like. I'm nervous that you're going to have somebody massive, and mine is not going to be <laughs> nearly as big. I don't um, know. Who knows? We'll, we might we'll find out when have we... the same people. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just two of them fighting. <laughs> <laughs> They're fighting themselves. Yeah. Um, all right. You go first. All right. So starting with women's straw weight, mm-hmm. um, I'm going with uh, Elsa from Frozen. Okay. So she is, she's rough. She's tough. You know, mm-hmm. she's independent. She's a uh, queen. Okay. I believe, yeah, I think she's a queen at this. She was, she was at least a princess. I want to say she took over as queen when her parents passed away, um, and she's got those cool ice powers. So I don't like. Mm. I don't know. As long as she's hitting them in the right spots, I think that she'd still be legal, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, Elsa's gonna be fighting in my corner. All right, you're gonna have to help me out with some of these because some of these I haven't seen for a long time, <laughs> and one I um. Two, I just know of them, so you're gonna have to help okay, me. Okay. <laughs> um, so for women's straw weight, this one has been a while, but I have Cindy Lou Who from The Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, because it's women's straw weight, and and she's that's small. Somebody yeah, small. She's a kid. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, the other person is not going to want to hit the kid, right? Yeah, so that's a pretty good advantage, I would say. Uh, well, that's... So, I... Okay, so let's let's analyze this fight. Let's just start from there. Um, I think that... The, yeah, the fact that you have a, a child uh, kind of <laughs> makes it unfair towards your side. At the same time, though, Elsa has the ice powers. She could easily just freeze her down... Mm-hmm. To where it's like non-lethal, she's not bleeding or anything, but it's like she's out because she's down and frozen. That's true. Um, so I feel like that's an option. You also have um, Cindy Lou Who in the Grinch movie yes. takes quite a lot of hits. Not like punches in the face or anything. I think I remember. But like she's like dragged that. down she falls somewhere. Down she falls stuff, a couple times. Right? Like. That that movie was pretty wacky in, in its uh, antics. So like, I remember her being pretty brave. I mean, to do something like that. What she climbs to that mountaintop. Yeah, right? she climbs all the way up that treacherous mountain to go see the Grinch and does something that yeah, even the adults that have been living there and have more life experience and stuff, they're afraid to do. Uh, right. She was fearless in this adventure. Yeah, she was so. fearless up against the Grinch, the gross, disgusting guy yeah (laughs) exactly um i feel like she would be a a, an adversary opponent i feel like she wouldn't be afraid to like go up against whoever she's faced with right um so yeah i think that's that's a pretty good matchup there um Hmm. but your and this is so bad for like underdog story and stuff but your uh attitude and your work ethic Unfortunately, sometimes only gets you so far. I think some of the physical uh, powers and attributes that you're talking about for your fighter is just going to overpower. Yeah, I feel uh, like her this fighter at the end. Yeah, of the her day. supernatural abilities are really gonna <laughs> take it. I mean, Cindy Lou Who's just a who. She's she's just a, basically a kid. 
Yeah. Um, so she doesn't have any special powers or anything. She's just a sweet little girl. So, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> while some opponents might get like flustered by that and be like, "Oh, well, I'm not fight. I'm not fighting that." Elsa's pretty, pretty stone cold. Got <laughs> in it. The, yeah. In the first Frozen movies, so I feel like she she wouldn't mind just freezing her and being done with it. Yeah. I mean, and then they could like just go around the ring kind of sparring and stuff and obviously they score each one so again yeah this doesn't necessarily have to um right choke her, hits you know stuff. uh knock her out or make her tap out or anything like that have it be like a physical prowess or anything but it right. could just be something to where she freezes uh, her legs and she just falls <laughs> down and loses like it could be it too yep and then your uh fighter would win by decision yeah could very well be uh determined by the point system yeah so i'm thinking that fight's gonna go to decision for elsa yep do you agree with that i do okay cool cool so that that's an easy one yeah <laughs> all right agreed. so uh the winner of the women's straw weight elsa from frozen um she she wins by decision okay yep. moving on to women's featherweight yep um <laughs> this one was harder for me um i i decided to go with jovi from elf Okay. Yeah. Um, she's she's the, the love interest of Buddy the Elf. Oh, okay. And she's um, she's a very independent woman. You know, right. she's she's kinda tough. She lives in New York, so she has to be Yeah, fast paced. Um, yeah, yep. when you're like alone in New York, you have to be pretty pretty tough, right? So That's true, yeah. Um and like in the movie she's kinda standoffish at times, so I feel like she'd be able to be aggressive when she needs to be. Right, right. It just depends for me on the timeline because she ends up becoming a softy once right. she eventually is. Yeah, she with does warm Buddy up to him. That's and, for sure. And uh, they move to the North Pole together. Um, True. So it just would depend if she's that rough and tough uh, when life hands you lemons, New I'd Yorker, say... <laughs> or <laughs> or if they're like the holly jolly live at the North Pole. Um, if we're choosing, I think we're definitely choosing the more rough and tough. Single. All right. So beginning of the movie. Yeah, towards yep. the beginning. If we're like hopping in our, our time machine, we're just popping in there, taking uh -huh. her and going. All right. All right. Now I know where you stand. Um Again, this is <laughs> still scared, like man. smaller. What's it gonna be <laughs> still like smaller. Um, like, this is the movie I haven't seen. I just know who they are, um, and I could be way off on this since I haven't seen it. But um, I have Mrs. Piggy from the Muppets Ms. Christmas Piggy? Carol. Oh my yeah. goodness, Miss Piggy or Mrs. Oh, sorry, I it's, don't know. She's not married, so it's Miss Piggy. She's not married to Kermit. Yeah, no, I don't think they ended up getting married. Oh, I know no. that they were dating for a while. Got but then it. there was like a point in the Muppet show where they weren't dating. Oh like no. Like Kermit was dating someone else. Oh no. But I think they're back together now. I think. Okay. Um, I hope so. I hope love's I sure real. hope, yeah. <laughs> um, but um I remember her uh being tough with uh Kermit. She being real uh tough with She her. is one hundred percent tough. <laughs> In all in all her movies, she's like known for like she's just gonna like throat chop people. There we go. That's like what I'm saying. Yeah, yep. I, rem I remember I remember her having people. some yeah. sort of like hit or strike 
Um, she does, and like it will be full grown adult men, and she'll just. <laughs> so see, that's I, I know she's not afraid to whoop up. Yeah, on she's one hundred percent winning this round. I, there's no need to analyze. You brought in the best opponent you could. Yeah, uh, Zoe Deschanel is not going to do anything here. <laughs> she's going to get knocked out. Um, A knockout. So yeah, Ooh. you are you are winning from from knockout. Uh, that's KO, exciting. First round. Miss Piggy's going to go all out. Like, I just know. As soon as she enters that ring, and as soon as that bell rings, Miss Piggy's like, bam, bam, bam. Lights out. Yeah, so, sorry, Jovi. Sorry, Zoe. Um, you are you are donezo. <laughs> Again, I have not seen this specific movie. Um, it doesn't but, have to be that specific movie. Though. Right. Miss Piggy is such a known entity. Yes. Know? I just, uh, for the sake of you kind of choosing a timeline, let's choose a timeline where uh, either... Her and Kermit are fighting, or maybe they're not together. Just for extra motivation, extra, extra tenacity. Aggression. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, she's fired up. She doesn't even have to be fired up. She just does it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is and true. No, you picked a really good one there. So, yeah, Miss Piggy definitely wins that round. All right. So, we got um, the winner of women's featherweight, Miss Piggy. Yes. <laughs> Moving like on to men's lightweight. All right. <clears throat> so, um,. All right, so this one was again a bit bit harder. Um, I was scouring different Christmas specials or, or movies and other holiday films, and I was like, "Who could be my featherweight fighter?" And I think I, I decided to go with someone with more charisma because oftentimes, like people with charisma, will bring in like the crowds, bring in more fan base. He also has like a good amount of like uh, agility on his feet. He's a great dancer and he spins around and stuff uh-huh. um, i went with snow miser from the year without a santa claus also from the miser brothers christmas um okay. don't know that one <laughs> well, he has uh ice powers as well <laughs> oh okay i'm starting to see a theme he has yeah. a brother um heat miser who wants a green christmas whereas he wants a white christmas and so that's like the whole thing of the film is that and in, in the year without a santa claus santa is sick and um, they have to, I don't remember exactly what it is. Someone has to deliver the toys or something, and they have to, like, make a deal with the Miser Brothers on, like, the weather in certain areas or something. Hmm. And then in the Miser Brothers Christmas, they end up uh, saving Christmas. And then... Spoiler alert. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, that came out a while ago, man. I remember it was yeah. new when we were kids, though. So while, like, the Year Without Santa Claus was from, like, those claymation movies, like Rudolph and stuff yeah. from way back in the day, the Miser Brothers Christmas was, like, a 2010 or something. Like, it, it was it was relatively late in the game. Yeah, but you it was can't still, spoil something that old. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was still, like, a claymation type, though. So it was, it was pretty cool to see the updated version of it. Yeah. But, um... Anyway, he's very agile on his feet. And, yeah. you know, again, ice powers, freezing stuff, or just uh, being charismatic. Sometimes that helps you in, in certain ways. Of the, the attitude can can intimidate other opponents if you just got a smile on your face the whole time or if you're just chill at all points. That yeah. kind of throws them off. That's, <laughs> that's what's funny, I think, about these movies that are supposed to be, like, so high-spirited and positive and stuff is now we're 
putting them in a cage. In a cage. And making them. That's usually covered with blood. Yeah. We're <laughs> making them uh, participate in a bloodbath. Yeah. Fight. <laughs> right, right. Uh, um, so who's uh, Snow Miser going up against? Um, again, help me out here um, in terms of attributes and stuff <laughs> i just seen pictures and like other uh characteristics about them okay uh, i hope again size wise that this is a fair matchup for a lightweight i have yukon cornelius from rudolph yukon so, cornelius is your like, lightweight he's like really short isn't he yeah but he's a big hiker dude <laughs> yeah he's a big miner like he's got he's got muscle yeah. I I'd put him at least middleweight, but okay, I guess we can have him fighting lightweight. I just okay. remember like side by side, he's kind of similar size to the the reindeers. Well, I guess those are kind of big animals. He is short. <laughs> he is short. So like, if you were looking at that film specifically, I would put him middleweight, the elf guy lightweight, and then the uh, winter warlock or the Sasquatch, the yeti, as uh-huh. as the heavyweight. They oh, they would be more that heavyweight. Been, that would have been some, but. Uh, we will we'll we'll keep Yukon in the the lightweight for this battle, I guess. All right. I I mean he's made of clay. It can't be that heavy. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> They're both made of clay. Oh. Uh, so I guess they they got to be the same weight. Um, okay. Okay. I hope. Yeah. So Yukon Cornelius, like you said, kind of a, a hiker guy. Uh, yeah. He's he mines stuff. He has the pickaxe kind of what he's like independent right you know like kind of lives up in the mountains or something like that right yeah he's up there mining stuff looking for silver and gold before okay. he meets um uh rudolph and the the dentist elf <laughs> i forgot his name oh um right right yeah so he, he's just kind of like up there and then then he travels with them okay after that hmm. to kind of help them get their way through this uh tundra or whatever um and he couldn't bring his pickaxe into the cage okay obviously. so he's not allowed to use his pickaxe no yeah. i don't i don't think weapons are <laughs> powers yes yeah, but weapons WWE. no you can't use like, <laughs> a chair or something nope no chairs yeah uh, no tables yeah, so i guess he's yeah. got to keep that but i think you know swinging a pickaxe takes a lot of power especially if you want to break through ice you yes know? that's true like solid hard ice to get the silver and gold and, and rocks as well yeah, that's one um, of those actions, or I, I almost said like lifts or exercise, but yeah, it's one of those things that is almost a striking motion. So right. you kind of have that force. Um, you've been working on that force uh, for quite some time now. That's, yeah, and he's also got um, he's also got charisma too. Like while okay. Snowmiser has charisma, Yukon uh, Cornelius has like a lot of charisma too. Uh, he's just a a nice jolly guy he's got a beautiful nice. singing voice oh he does Just like cool. snow miser too so like it's a pretty even matchup here i'd say all right like snow miser has the advantage of having like the ice powers and stuff but i feel like he's not that heavy of a hitter he's a pretty scrawny guy when it comes to his his arms and legs and stuff i don't think that he'd be able to get a lot of significant strikes um whereas yukon would have some pretty powerful hits I would say so. Yeah, I forgot about that. Now, Snow Miser, I believe, is frozen. Like, I, I think he's kind of like made of ice. Okay, but Cornelius tries to break through ice. Right. I, so, like, albeit he doesn't have his weapon. Yeah. Still. So Snow Miser could probably take quite a few hits. 
just because he's made of ice and because okay. it's stronger. It's like but Cornelius shield. has like the the strength to be able to like bam, 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 just like keep going. <laughs> so I would just say this one's definitely gonna come down to decision, not a knockout. I would say definitely. if Cornelius can break through the ice, he is going to win. If the ice holds, then Yukon Cornelius will not win. Right. Is that fair to say? I think so. But the problem is with Snow Miser, he's able, like, he kind of just, like, skates around because mm. he's made of ice. So he's able to just, like, kind of slip away, I feel like. So he might be able to, to pull uh, a Mayweather and just, like, around the ring away yeah. from him, you know? He, he can be defensive. He can use that technical aspect. Uh, he can use finesse. Um, so do you think that you could see Yukon uh, Cornelius going at it, trying to break the ice? Uh, he's giving everything he's got. He's really wailing on him, um, getting tired. He's getting fatigued throughout the fight. And then Snow Miser is able to just outlast him. I think that's also an option. So I think okay. our, our main options are either that or Yukon Cornelius being able to like strike him off guard and then just being able to go in. Like if if Yukon can land one hit, I think he could just keep going after that, and that yeah. would be boom down. Might not even be decision. Might just be knockout. At okay. That All right. Yeah. If he's able to break through and get a solid hit. Right. If he's able um, to hit. Well, again, I'm not trying to show my bias here, but I just know <laughs> someone's gonna be offensive the whole time. Uh, we know how uh, is gonna try to uh, defend that and. Um, try to uh, escape from that um he's gonna do some offensive stuff as well but again i feel like yeah he's playing more of the defense um i think that because yukon cornelius is more of like strength uh-huh. whereas snow miser is very much not a physical fighter he's more of like a verbal fighter and then with his brother like maybe small little jabs but nothing uh-huh. like that will actually do any damage I think UConn might take this one home. All right. Okay. I think that's fair. Yeah. Again, another, like, I'm going back and forth here, but yeah. This is a hard matchup for yeah. sure. Again, sorry if size-wise I wasn't looking up, like, how, no, much it's does, fine. It's fine. how much does he weigh and stuff like that. I don't think that really matters, to be honest. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, UConn, yeah, I think UConn's going to end up taking that fight home. I think, like, Snowmiser right. might, like, have some strategy or something, but if Yukon can land a punch, then he's done. He's done for. Look this guy up real quick. What, Snowmiser? Oh, yeah, this is pretty unfair. Yeah, look at him. He's, he's so... He's just kind of scrawny. He, I, I don't know. Again, I feel like I picked a short guy, so uh, this guy looks like he's be taller, have more length. Like He's got really long arms. That's something to take into consideration. Whereas, I don't know, I just envision uh, my character being really short for some reason. Like, he's stocky and stuff. Oh, he's definitely... But it's also, like, a lot of that might just be the jacket, too. No, he's, he's definitely short. I mean, look at this picture with the, the Yeti behind him. Yes. You know, the Yeti would be your, your heavy class, your heavyweight. Yeah, I should have uh, thought so... of that. Yeah, okay. In yeah, terms I... of size, not terrible, but... Um, I, I still like the, the, the decision that we made. Yeah. So, you know what? Yeah, let's say UConn would win that one for sure. Just because he's rough. He's got his... He can deal with the cold. He can handle it. That's true. Or some can handle the heat. He can handle the cold. 
and Snow Miser's only bringing the cold, so... <laughs> Uh, we can handle it. Yukon is our <laughs> men's lightweight champ. Nice. Uh, which brings us to middleweight. Yep. Middleweight. What you get? Uh, <laughs> I again harder time here. I uh, I didn't want to just go with oh it's Santa Claus he's gonna fight it. Like I wanted to go like more creative than that. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> not exactly a holiday movie, but still it takes place in the winter. Uh huh. Um. I'm going with Jack Torrance from The Shining. Oh, yeah, that is. It takes uh, place in winter. winter I want to yep. say it's close to the holiday. They're um, there during... We, my girlfriend and I just watched this movie. Yeah, they're there during the winter time. While yeah. The hotel's they're closed. They're in that hotel, yep. yeah. And um, he, he becomes possessed by um, this, this dark power in the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and he... He gains a lot of like strength from that. Like I yeah. think that without that, he wouldn't. He would just be your average, average man. Yes. But like with that power, he's he gets a lot more strength. He's able to take a lot more hits. He's hit with a bat and falls down the stairs and is yes. still fine. Yeah. He, so he hurts his head doing that, but he's still up and ready right. for more. Right. He's yep. still able to go through. He's uh, you know breaking his way through doors and everything. Um. The only thing that beats him in the end is the cold. Yes. So the the body that the power is in uh, weakens it slightly, but at the same time, the the power also helps him withstand a lot more blows. So I think he'll be able to last a long time in the ring mm-hmm. just because of that. Um, so yeah, I that's why I picked him. I think that you know he would probably be a middleweight judging by his his size and stature. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's who I'm throwing in my side of the ring. I like it. Yeah, I'll I'll have more to add to that as per our back and forth discussion. I have another one. It's funny so far. I feel like we're in terms of these men's fights on a pretty good uh, even path. I also have something that is not really a Christmas or holiday movie. I've, I've never seen this movie. I've just <laughs> I've heard the debate of yeah. like, is it a Christmas movie? Um, they're also two like uh, they're actors. They're I real think life. I can already people. guess what this is. Um, <laughs> I have John McClane from Die Hard. Oh, yep, yep. That's what I thought. <laughs> so is that a Christmas movie? I I think so. You think it so? It takes place in the winter. Come on, like Hawkeye, <laughs> uh, the TV series Hawkeye that was on Disney Plus. That takes uh-huh. place during Christmas. I'd call it a Christmas show. Got it. Yep. Um, I mean, obviously that has a lot more Christmas themes, but yeah, still. Um. Okay, so we got John McClane from Die Hard versus Jack Torrance from The Shining. Yeah. I think this is going to be our matchup of the night. Like, I think that's the big one that everyone's like, who's going to win? Is this oh, the main why? event? Like, while, while like, the the lightweight was a, a pretty close call, Yeah, this one, I think, is even harder to decide. Because John McClane is your... Like, I, I haven't seen Die Hard in a long time. But you have seen it? But I, okay. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Got it. Um, and I know that he's he's a tough guy. Yep. And it's like it's one of those action, action movie, movies. Right? Yeah. You know those action <laughs> movies. He's able to take blows, and he's also able to give blows. I mean, he dies hard, um, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's what <laughs> no, happened. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think he lives. I think I that's the point of the movie. <laughs> Maybe somebody um, else dies hard. So, yeah, he's... Because he, beats him so bad and he's your tough guy <laughs> who plays him again is it uh, yeah we could just kind of like think of the actors too but i like thinking about the characters um so i know more 
about The Shining being that I've seen it and seen it recently. Not yeah, more than you, but like Bruce more Willis, than yeah. that about that movie. Oh, Bruce Willis. Yeah. Tough guy. Yeah, Bruce Willis, Die Hard. Now, the main thing here, though, while he is a tough and buff guy, yep. he's able to take a lot of blows. You see, like, a lot of the images. He has some sort of face in- injury or, like, cut or bruise or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, he also relies a lot on weaponry and, like, okay. objects, I believe. Which we've already ruled out. Yeah, that he's not okay. able to use. Whereas... um uh jack torrance yes he uses the axe, the axe but like bring that yep so he, he does rely on the axe for a little bit but i think yep. jack's main strategy is gonna be survival it's gonna be lasting a long time in the ring however yep. so it'll definitely go to decision because of that but if the main goal is significant strikes though yeah. jack's gonna have to make a couple strikes this is bad, but this was an element in the movie. Um, they're talking about his um, struggles with addiction um, for drinking. Uh, he was talking about a night in which he was drinking and frustrated. Uh, obviously, they have the young child. He was talking about one time he used too much force when trying to like shake his son and be like, hey, why did you do this about something he was upset about? And he actually separated his uh, son's shoulder. So yeah. we know that he is. Obviously, that's... A child so that's like a very he does uh, have some strength different yeah, yeah um, obviously yeah a child's not as but like yeah if you're able to use some sort of raw power like that um he, he should be able to land a couple significant strikes right yeah uh, you kind of you see him get mad and like slam things down he also like throws the ball at the wall when he has the rider's block right he's like really whipping it He's running to catch it. I mean, he's he's like really frustrated, and you can tell he's kind of like also starting to lose his mind and stuff that goes along with you choosing that character. Yeah, um, but so yeah, I think that there's athletic and like strong things that he's done uh, in the movie to kind of prove uh, your point for as to why you picked him. Yeah, so I could see Jack being one of those people that just like kind of launches at you right when it starts mm-hmm. and like is relentless and won't stop. If he's um, taken over by the like the spirit and the evil of the hotel, I would be scared. Oh yeah, I would be. Uh, I don't care like how much I've been training, how strong I am, how like tough my strikes are. I'd I'd be I'd be nervous. I'd yeah, be I scared. think Bruce Bruce Willis is gonna have quite a time here. <laughs> yeah, I mean um, here I am like defending your fighter <laughs> just because that's the movie that I've well, seen. Well, yeah, but... <laughs> I mean I, I defended your fighters in the last. Couple I know, rounds I know. Too. I think I know. that like. Again, our our goal, like while we chose these people, our goal is to like analyze and figure out who would actually win. Yep, what's fair is fair. And again, this one's rough because Bruce Willis, like he's tough in the movie, he's gonna be able to land some blows, mm. but Jack's gonna be able to withstand all those blows and land some of his own. And uh, because of that, John, his name's John, right? Yeah, uh, he's not gonna be able to withstand the blows like Jack will. Yeah, and then I think, like you said, uh, him not being able to rely on using weapons, it's kind of like, I mean, you see him get in some fist fights and other stuff, but it's kind of like you take yeah. away Batman's weapons. Yeah. Like, now what? Um, he's, I mean, yeah, he's he's trained in martial arts and stuff, but, like, 
if he's up against another opponent who also is transient, like Bane or something, mm-hmm. he's going to get his butt beat. Like, yep. he's, he's going to lose. Exactly. Um, so this might be one of those cases where maybe you've relied on it too much in the past, and you have somebody that, again, just has something evil inside of them, so they have a different motivation. However, uh-huh. I think that brings up a new point, though. What's if that? it's something evil inside of him and Jack's more relentless... I think he might get disqualified. Think I think so? he might land a blow that's not supposed to be landed. Oh. And he might go for an area that's not supposed to go for and end up disqualifying himself. Yeah, or maybe he'll try to sneak something in the ring or Yeah, do... he's going to be very like sneaky. He's going to like just keep going. His his goal is to kill. <laughs> like uh-huh. he's not trying to just knock out. He's and I feel like even if he got the person down, um he might endanger that person's life. Yeah. So that, that could be another route that the fight goes to they, where, like, Jack gets disqualified, detained, and thrown out. Yeah, they got to, like, <laughs> lock him up in a straitjacket immediately right. after the fight or something. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you mean. It'd be like if we chose, um, obviously we're past that theme, but if we chose, um, like, Hannibal Lecter or something. Right. Like, you know, he's, he's going to do something in this cage that maybe he's not supposed to do (laughs) right and uh obviously in this movie the shining he was doing multiple things uh to multiple people he wasn't supposed to do Mm -hmm. again ended up uh freezing spoiler alert but uh, right but his his goal was to do something uh very bad and misfortunate uh to his own family so if you're able to do something like that to your family just imagine what you're trying to do when uh, you're potentially going to be winning money or a championship. I mean, my goodness. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, everything's on the table. I yeah, get what you mean. Feel, yeah. So, yeah. This might he, be a DQ. He might he might be disqualified, which yeah. lands John as our winner here. So so we got... I think that's I think that's the route it might go. I feel like he'd get disqualified <laughs> for playing too rough or, or whatever. And we'll end up having uh, John win the uh, middleweight. I like it. We got a little bit of everything, folks. We got uh, decision. We have knockout. We have disqualification. We we got it all. We yeah, got it all so far. <laughs> it's gonna be an exciting night of fights. Yes, I agree. Um, I guess that yeah. If that's our decision there, uh, that brings us to the heavyweight. Yep. Uh, so the heavyweights. These are yep. your your bigger guys. Yep. Um. I, yeah. <laughs> Again, I didn't want to just yeah. go with Santa Claus. I wanted to just pick something more creative. I picked Howard Langston from Jingle All the Way, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, that's um, a person. Yep. Yep. Very strong. Tough guy, bodybuilder. Yep. At, bodybuilder. at this point, that uh-huh. was the peak of his bodybuilder career. Of you know, course like, it was. <laughs> and so like, he's probably taller too. He's right? gonna be. Yeah, he's tall and he's Let tough. Me this up. And in the movie, he he takes blows. He gives a couple blows um and he ends up impressing his son in the end to get that toy so he's determined to get that toy and in this in this fight he's determined to win that belt so i feel like his determination is what makes him a good fighter here wow I'm, i'm trying to find his um height not that it matters too much um i want to say he's over six foot yeah, so again, my opponent is not going to be very convincing. 
I'm not going to change it because I heard these ahead of time. As soon as you said the Yeti, I was like, man, that would have been a good one. But I'm going to stay true to what I chose ahead of time. I'm not going to be fickle. Um, we've already discussed this movie. I'm going with Buddy the Elf from Elf. I just... Uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah, this is this is going to be... Uh, Isn't there a scene in the movie where like, he go, he's like... Man, who... Like, I want to say he's up against some some dude who like tries to throw a punch at him or something yeah um it's tough guys it's um i know the store manager is trying to trying to get him at another point but it's that i believe um the actor from game of thrones the dwarf um i forget his name oh peter dinklage yes Um, um, that's right he does because <laughs> he says something he um, keeps calling him an elf he keeps calling yeah, yeah he says something that really rubs him the wrong way that he doesn't intend to um but he's saying it um because of his background being from the north pole and stuff right obviously that nobody believes um but yeah i kind of chose somebody really highly jolly uh will ferrell is six foot three uh longer <laughs> arms and stuff it's more of like you see him again, like you said, um, by elves and kind of um, by some New York, uh, just regular walking on the street kind of people. He looks big, but in terms of comparing him to Arnold Schwarzenegger, no, he's not really that big. <laughs> so I chose somebody kind of taller and maybe with some reach, but I didn't choose somebody like that strong or that dominant physically. Yeah, I feel like. Mm... I'm sorry, but you made this one easy. Because uh-huh. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, How- Howard Langston, he's gonna he's gonna win this one. There's no yep. yeah, I agree. There's no denying it because Buddy's gonna walk in and try to hug him, and he's gonna yeah. knock him straight out. I know, I know. This was, I don't know why I couldn't <laughs> think of uh, I couldn't think of anything else. Yeah, and he like I don't know what other big holly jolly guys could ever I mean, be around again this time. i i could have chose yeah yeah i could have gone Claus easy and just pick santa but that but that would be lame you know boring. that would be boring exactly everyone knows that everyone expects that you gotta expect the unexpected i personally like the uh the middleweights the best like you said i like that those are taking place in winter but not necessarily about christmas right about Hanukkah, i feel like about even new year's um yeah, you know. our hardest fight is definitely going to be the middleweight one there. Like mm-hmm. the the lightweight and the middleweight, I think are going to be our two closest ones. Uh, the the women's, I think, might last a bit, but yeah, it, they're they're going to end pretty fast. Yeah, um, but those two middleweights, those are the ones that are going to keep people on the edge of their seat. Yep. This heavyweight here, I think, I'm sorry, I don't think we have to analyze it much further. No, we don't. Howard <laughs> Langston's going to win that one. Um, so that that's gonna be an easy, quick fight. But yeah, those two in the middle are definitely like our our biggest ones. Those are gonna yeah. be the ones that everyone talks about afterwards. They're gonna be like, "Wow, I can't believe like that Jack took that many punches from from John and then still like tried to strangle him." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I totally agree. I mean, I these don't always go in order of the weight. In terms of us just doing our research, that's how we presented them. But yeah, we would definitely have these in a different order to where it builds up. Like, all right, uh, the first fight, the second fight. All right, now we're towards the middle and towards the end. Now we're getting to the good stuff. This heavyweight fight might very well be in the beginning to where 
maybe people haven't even showed up to the arena yet. They're like, oh, who's this Buddy the Elf guy? Like, I never heard of him. <laughs> That's not how they set up the fight nights, though. The fight nights just get set up in, like, these are the the weight classes, right? Don't they set it up by, like, this weight class plays and this weight class and then this weight class? I don't know. Or I, is I, it the I, main card is I, chosen based on, like, who's fighting? I think I think that it can be out of order. Like, the main okay. card can be... Because, like, uh, think about it. The main card, the last fight... Uh, the most important one that people buy the pay-per-views for isn't always like the heaviest fighter. That's true. You can't just do heavy fights and be like, "Yep, this is always the main card." Yeah. Like that, obviously, like I, like with like, this one, if that was the main card, I'd be like, "I'm not gonna pay for that. I know who's <laughs> gonna win." But I think our main card here is gonna be that middleweight Jack yes, versus John. Absolutely. Yeah. Have their faces be on it and sell it. Yeah. You for can, sure. Yeah, yeah, they got their action shots. Yeah. <laughs> in their movies, so yeah. Um, wow, what a what an amazing night of fights. I agree. <laughs> um, so again, just to go through the winners, got women's strawweight. The winner was Elsa from Frozen. Yep. Women's featherweight. The winner is Miss Piggy from The Muppets Christmas Carol. Yep, and then the first one was decision, and the second one was knockout, correct? Yeah, by decision, okay. then by knockout. Yep. For men's lightweight, we had Yukon Cornelius winning from uh decision yep yep middleweight we have john mcclure winning from um disqualification yep (laughs) and for heavyweight we have howard langston winning by knockout uh so (laughs) (laughs) yeah that one was easy (laughs) uh yeah no that's that's a pretty like decent variety you know it's nice to have a couple like, people love to see the knockouts, yeah, but the decisions, like, that's a lot more, like, skill to pull oh, yeah. off. Mm-hmm. And then a disqualification always brings a lot of, like, press afterwards or a Absolutely. lot of people talking about it afterwards, too. So yeah. I feel like this would be one of those nights that goes down in history as, like, a wow, what an amazing night of fights. Yeah, because there's always going to be um, fans that have watched different kinds of fights and different kinds of leagues that have been like, that shouldn't have been a disqualification. <laughs> I can't <believe> that. <laughs> they should be allowed to do that, you know. <laughs> so um, there's so many different kinds of fans. Um, they have their different beliefs and stuff. But, yeah, it, get, it gets people talking for sure. For sure, for sure. All righty, and that is our fantasy fight night. Yes. Thanks for joining us for that special bonus segment. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was fun. (laughs) Help us kick off the uh, Winter Wonderland theme for December. So uh, next week we'll be coming back with our uh, Fantasy Fantasy Draft, Mm -hmm. Fantasy Fantasy Sports. Um, Do you know what sport we're we're doing yet? Oh, yeah. We're going to be doing soccer or football, if you will, uh, since it's World Cup time. That's true. We're going to do, uh, again, like a daily fantasy sport kind of a smaller lineup so we don't yeah. have to pick like i don't know 10 plus players yeah. or something and just have it go on we haven't on done and a on. soccer one yet um, have we no we haven't um Fine. so i will be going over the positions and the scoring for that yeah so um you might see some of these characters appear again you might yep. not there's plenty of movies to pull from for winter and holiday films so uh, it's going to be um a pretty interesting interesting uh Pull of people. It's interesting pool for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So join us next week for that. Yep. Uh, we're wrapping up this month instead of two truths and a lie. We're doing 
one of these things is not like the other. Yeah, three truths and a lie. Yeah, it's just three <laughs> truths and a lie. Make uh, it special. But. With a little bit more of a, I guess, structure or theme, um, we basically have to choose uh, positions or, like, go down an organizational chart. Um, yeah. So I'm doing a sport, and he's doing uh, – you're doing a film set, correct? Yeah. Yep. I, I, we're going to basically go with the example we gave last week when we were introducing this um, with that. Again, the goal here is we say four things, and one of those things is not an actual part of the industry. Yep. yep. Uh, so for mine, I'm doing film crew positions. So yep. three of them will be actual positions. One won't. Yeah. And then Devin's doing um, a sport and yep. positions for that type of sport again three of them are actual positions one is not uh, yep. and our goal is to try to figure out which one's not yep that is the rules so why don't you go first since i sure. did news first no problem so i am doing a sport i'm doing lacrosse something we have oh goodness not talked about <laughs> on this show um that's gonna be hard okay so these are positions in lacrosse so we have offense we have midfield we have defense and we have goalie. One of these is not like the other. Offense, defense, midfield, yeah, and goalie. Yep. I feel like I feel like this is the type of sport that doesn't need a goalie. Okay. I think I don't like how you're saying okay though. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm torn between midfield and goalie. But I mean, if you have a defense, you don't necessarily need a goalie. I mean, there's no goalies in basketball, right? Right. So um, I'm gonna I'm just gonna stick with goalie. My my hunch right yeah. there. I don't think they need a goalie. They do need a goalie. What? <laughs> it's kind of. Is this uh, the? They're okay. shooting on a net. Um, there's a net okay yeah, they they have uh their sticks there they have the ball in their sticks the net in their sticks right uh they're yeah they're shooting it towards the net to try to score goals against the goalie um, okay it's played on a field right um so kind of like a blend between hockey and soccer i guess i mean obviously there's horse? more no what no they're on their feet um it's the one that's on a horse that's uh Polo's like the brand. Polo. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the like the 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 brands where there's the guys playing the sport. I don't know. Well, I want to say like <laughs> it's called that because it is polo. Uh, polo sport. And they try to like pick up some sort of ball. Yeah, it is polo. At polo. So you're thinking of polo. Okay. Lacrosse, yeah. Lacrosse, they have shoulder pads <laughs> and helmets, um, and they run around. They're trying to scoop up that ball um and shoot it on the net and score goals so what they have is instead of offense they call it attack so they have attack oh. midfield defense attack. and goalie yeah they attack the net all right and they're trying to get the ball and score that's, okay it's one where they're like constantly shooting the ball they're high scoring games they're like double digit yeah i can imagine um and they're allowed to like check each other and stuff so again similar to hockey but played on the field also similar to soccer lots of okay. running around all right well it sounds like a pretty fun sport at least attackers yeah okay. 
All right. Well, I guess I lose that round. Let's mm. see if we can even out the losses or yeah. <laughs> if yeah. someone comes out on top. Um, so, again, I'm doing film crew positions. So this is like of a, a, a film um, these are people that you might see in the credits or yep. that uh, are part of the production process. Got it. Um, not all films might have them, but a good chunk of them do. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so it. film crew positions. You have the second assistant camera person. Okay. The shopper. Uh-huh. The third assistant director. Mm-hmm. And the best boy grip. Hmm. Um, so... Wow, I feel like a lot of those <laughs> blend like, in. What are these? <laughs> um, well, I feel like there's, I know especially for like broadcasts that they're doing live. There's a lot of uh, cameras, and I assume with movies that have so many different camera angles, um, right. that that would definitely be the same. That they got camera people all over the place. Yeah. Um, so I'm ruling that one out. What was the one that had like the the grip? The best boy grip. Best boy grip. Um, so I know that in the industry, they are not really the best. And this is multiple industries. It's not just this one, but they're not really best with like, uh, gender neutral, uh, positions. Yeah. So for that reason alone, I'm going to rule this one out. (laughs) Um, and then like the shopper, I have no idea what that would be, but I feel like you're trying to maybe make it hide in plain sight or something. So the uh, shopper, the second assistant camera person, the third assistant director, and the best boy grip. I'm going to say, you said third assistant director? Yeah. Yeah, I, f- I feel like you want me to choose shopper, so I'm choosing the third <laughs> assistant director. I don't know what the shopper would be, but I just <laughs> they do something, I guess. Okay, okay. Um. So you're right. The okay. third assistant director is not a real thing. <laughs> There's a second assistant director, okay. and there's a second second assistant director, but wow. there's no third assistant director. Yeah, I was thinking like maybe that's what, just too far from down what the I line. was reading at least. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the second second assistant director is someone that may or may not be credited, and not all films actually use one, but it's basically someone to help fill in where they need, like if if both the assistant director and the second assistant director are very busy, it's someone to help fill in different. Uh, places that need so they would have a second second assistant um Got it. so yeah that <laughs> what's a shopper a shopper is part of the costume crew okay they go out if uh if they're costuming characters mm-hmm. they'll go out and shop for for things for those characters okay. whether it's thrift stores or uh clothing stores in general they go out and they're like yep these are the things that we need these are the mm-hmm. sizes uh, for these characters, I'm going to go buy that stuff, bring it back to the costumer. I was thinking it maybe had something to do with some sort of inventory. Buying lunch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah buys the coffees. Uh, I was th- Yeah, obviously there's so many things that you need to buy throughout this process. Um, at many, like whether you do inventory and stuff at a grocery store or you do inventory at other places, they have like buyer positions. Right. Um, so I was thinking like shopper, buyer different i was also thinking like maybe a shopper is like somebody in the credits like a, a character yeah. and again you're like making a hide in plain sight like shopper one shopper, shopper two, two. No, <laughs> in like I some sort of characters scene. for this one. um but and then what's that last one the like the grip 
something. The best boy grips. So yeah. the grips are people who handle like the electrical aspects, so the lighting okay. and everything. Uh, you have the key grip, which is in charge of like all the grips. The best boy grip is the second in charge, and then there's like other other grips. So I was right in saying that that's like a, a gendered position. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things that's like... This is the best boy. Like, yeah. <laughs> Why not just second grip? <laughs> like, they have second for all these other things. It could have been, but I know some of the positions, again, across like it's just multiple different terms, industries, yeah. yep, uh, are like that. So I was like, that probably is actually in there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But all right, I, I learned something new today. Yeah, good that's to cool. learn stuff. Yeah. <laughs> now we know about lacrosse and we know a little bit more about film crew positions yeah we do there were a lot to choose from for sure uh-huh uh I all like right that. so you you won that our uh specialized segment so Devin's the winner for the month on both um two truths and a lie the fantasy draft and that so three wins and one that's what i'm one, talking that, about there's your belt you got a belt there's for, your cup <laughs> for election day as soon as you say the theme, it Devin makes it... Devin won election day. Yeah, it makes it be like, oh, well, that's kind of boring. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Never mind. I didn't want to win this one. <laughs> yeah, you can have this one. Um, but yeah, folks, uh, thanks for listening uh, to the bonus episode. We hope you like this theme and are looking forward to next week's draft and the following episode's segments as well. Yeah, very excited for uh, next month's theme. Excited to kick off a brand new Two Truths and a Lie to oh, see yeah. who wins next month. And that next month is our, our last month of the year, so we might have some, some year wrap-up stuff to talk about as well. So uh, Be sure to join us in the, in the coming weeks for our, our last episodes of the year. Yes, folks. Thanks for tuning in. See ya! See ya! If It Has a Score is available on all your favorite podcasting providers. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Shoot Your Shot Sports, and more. Thank you again for tuning in. We will see you next week.